Welcome to the Tech Legal Matters podcast by iAfrican Radio. Since 2015, we at iAfrican.com have been doing research and publishing about significant data breaches and leaks across Africa. Some we have reported on publicly, while others were too sensitive and we simply notified the relevant authorities without publicly reporting on them. During the same period, we have also researched and reported extensively on cybersecurity, privacy, and data protection-related matters across Africa. What we have always observed is that not many people and organizations understand the legal implications of the various technologies that they use. In this podcast, we will explore these topics and more with a specific focus on the intersection of technology and the law, how that affects you as an individual, but also from a business perspective. New episodes of the Tech Legal Matters podcast will be broadcast every Friday. The podcast will also feature analysis, insights, and commentary from attorneys who specialize in information and communications technology law. My name is Defo Mohapi, and I will be your host. Nigeria's National Information Technology Development Agency, or NITDA as it is known, was established in 2007 under the country's NITDA Act. It is the national authority that is responsible for planning, developing, and promoting the use of information technology in Nigeria. During January of 2019, the NITDA issued the Nigeria Data Protection Regulation which is aimed at regulating and controlling the use of data in Nigeria. The NDPR mandates that, amongst other things, all private and public organizations in Nigeria that control data of natural persons need to adhere to these regulations. Joining us to elaborate on what the NDPR is all about on this episode of the Tech Legal Matters podcast is Mr. Olufemi Daniel the lead for Nigeria's data protection regulation. Thank you for taking time to talk to us. Good morning, Tefo. It's a pleasure being here. Thank you. Briefly, for our listeners who might not be aware of what the NITDA does, could you share what it does with us? The NITDA was established to implement Nigeria's IT policy of 2000, and the agency itself was established in 2001, but the NITDA Act was passed in 2007. Now, the agency has general mandate to implement issues relating to information technology development advice and regulations. And of course, information technology is very broad and the agency has very broad powers. For every major information technology intervention the country needs to do, most of it are incubated by the NITDA. And that is why data protection, which is also part of the responsibilities vested on the agency pursuant to section 6C, of the act is the agency needed to take action on data protection as it were and to incubate that part of Nigeria's information technology development. You mentioned the NDPR, the Nigeria Data Protection Regulation, which came into effect about a year or two ago. Now, many people are aware of the European Union's GDPR, and in South Africa, we have the Protection of Personal Information Act. In terms of the NDPR, how does it compare with uh, the EU's GDPR and perhaps South Africa's? For an African, I'm proud of the Papaya Act because um, having been around for 18 years or so, it's one of the most advanced in terms of data privacy protection in Africa. Although I am aware that there are developments in that regard, the GDPR is building on a history of European legislations on 
data privacy protection. And the NDPR is, of course, the newest. It was issued in January of 2019. The good thing with these laws is that there is a common regulatory source, which is the OECD principles and then the the Convention 108, which has been amended, Convention 108 plus. So generally stating the principles that data protection law should have. And in that regard, the NDPR meets the basic tenets of the Convention 108, and it provides some unique implementation models, which is actually suited to the Nigerian environment and the peculiarities of our interaction with the global community. You mentioned some of the key tenants of the NDPR. Could you walk us through some of the key guidelines and regulations of the NDPR that people need to be aware of? The objectives are basically four. Based on our constitution, there is a right to privacy in Section 37 of the Nigerian Constitution. So the NDPR aims to protect privacy of persons the, and to secure exchange of personal data, improve business environments, and to create sustainable jobs. Those are the objectives of the NDPR. The regulatory focus in Nigeria now is for us to continuously ensure that regulations are enacted to, number one, ease doing business in Nigeria. So we understand that the Nigerian diaspora is the largest in Africa, and there is a lot of um, international business going on between Nigerians within and outside Nigeria and between Nigerians and non-Nigerians outside of Nigeria. So the NDPR was actually issued to ensure that Nigerian businesses relate with all their counterparts all over the world in a very sustainable and safe manner. So that's the reason why we ensure that the NDPR protects the right to privacy. And we also have all the tenets of the data subjects rights being protected and the issues of international transfer of data and the principles on that we are looking at the issues of accountability of the corresponding country, the reciprocity and some other legal frameworks around that. Also, the NDPR provides for the principles or the basis for data processing, which includes consent, contract, vital interest, public interest, legal interest, legitimate interest, as it were. Our position on the issue of legitimate interest is that it's actually the legitimate interest of the controller as it is being referred to, could be a window for controllers to actually abdicate on their responsibility towards the data source. So we have actually limited it to the original intent of what legitimate interest ought to be, which is prevention of fraud, prevention of crime, and to investigate criminal breaches. So that is where the controller would actually invoke the legitimate interest as a basis. So we try to limit the use of legitimate interest to those specific areas. And also the NDPR has the principles of legitimacy, the purpose limitation, data storage and security transfer. All those are actually provided for in the NDPR. Now the NDPR now goes further because of the peculiarity of Nigeria's development in terms of data privacy, there were some innovations that we put in terms of the implementation mechanism. So we have what we call the data protection compliance organizations. The data protection compliance organizations actually in national organizations, private sector companies and professional firms that provide data protection service. 
So what they do is to do auditing of data controllers. They provide training and advisory services. And on an annual basis, every data controller in Nigeria is expected to file a data protection compliance audit report. And that report forms the database to have a general overview of the information security data governance practices of our entities. And I can tell you that with this method that we have adopted, number one, it has reduced the pressure on the regulator because the regulator does not have all the human and financial resources to drive data protection as it ought to. But within the last 18 months, our the output of Nigeria's data protection has really been impressive, I must say. So, and I think we're, we're making progress in the right direction. Now, another thing I wanted to find out, and perhaps some of our listeners would like to find out is, like the GDPR and perhaps uh, South Africa's papaya, how does the NDPR apply to non-Nigerian organizations? Let's say you are collecting data of people in Nigeria or you're an internet-based organization. Does the NDPR firstly apply to such an organization? And if so, how does it apply? The NDPR applies to organizations that are targeting Nigerians as a business model. So if you are based in Nigeria, so there are about four categories of application. Those who are data controllers within Nigeria, data outside Nigeria, but service collection and currency is dominated in Naira, or you are actually particularly targeting Nigerians, it applies to you. So how we have been able to manage the extraterritorial controllers in the last one year, of course, I mean, being um, less than two years, we there are things for us to, to still improve on, but some of the things we've been able to do, we have a data controller who has global operations, but it, it has over 7 million Nigerians on its service. And one of the things we did was because the privacy policy was not was not adhering to the principles of the NDPR as it were, and we just say it wasn't really meeting the stand the international standards on privacy. We actually issued an advisory to all Nigerians, telling them about the service and the danger it could have on their personal data, their rights to to privacy. So what that did was to trigger a lot of reactions by the data subjects which are, who are Nigerians, and some of them decided to either shut, shut the, down the service or decided to, to ask questions. And of course, we've been engaging with that data controller to be able to mend its privacy policy. We're currently reviewing the updated privacy policy and providing our feedback as to whether it now meets. So those are some of the strategies we have been adopting to ensure that um, even the international data controllers are compliant with Nigeria's um, NGPR and global standards on privacy. One of the things that we've seen in recent years is the rise in data breaches. And I think Nigeria is not immune to them. And we've seen some companies, organizations in Nigeria suffer data breaches. In such a case, are there any punitive measures or sanctions or fines that the NDPR would apply to such organizations? And briefly, how would you guys at the NITDA go about it? Therefore, it's, um, Nigeria is, is very much, we are experiencing a lot of data breach. And many of them are not being reported as it's supposed to be because of the level of um, depth 
of the of the NDPR, it hasn't been as deeply ingrained in the Nigerian psyche as it ought, though we are working on it on a daily basis. And aside from the data breaches that are noticed in Nigeria, there are a lot of Nigerian data which are hosted outside of Nigeria and the African continent. And some of those also fall into the categories of data breaches. Now, what we have been doing, there is a punitive aspect of the NDPR that provides for both financial and non-financial punitive sanctions. In December 2019, there was a data breach by a government organization, a tax organization in Nigeria, one of the states in Nigeria. And that became the first data breach that we're able to successfully investigate and we actually issued a fine and the fine was paid and that would also be we would be announcing that in our annual report which is due for release later this month we have had reports of data breaches but because we are very careful of the implications of media trial on issues of data protection we try to do our investigation as much as we could before we make a pronouncement. So currently we are investigating seven data breaches, key data breaches, and we have issued about 131 compliance notices to organizations. So that is where we are. And we, are, we have also, there is, a, there is an arrangement with the Office of the Inspector General of the Police, that's the highest police officer in the country, where we have had dedicated policemen and women supporting the NDPR implementation. So they sit with us, we are training them, and currently they are going around the country to investigate some data breaches and infractions of the NDPR. You mentioned something very important there, and it's not only applicable to Nigeria, but applicable, I think, across the continent, which is many data breaches go unreported for various reasons. And it's very difficult to tell the extent to which uh, companies or organizations are losing people's data or not protecting it correctly. Now, I'm aware that you guys at the NITDA are busy working on your new draft bill of the NDPR. Could you share a little bit more on that? We have key stakeholders, both within the private and public um, sectors, who are working on a new draft of the data protection bill. And what the what that is doing, even though the uh, Nigeria's data protection bill is coming later than many African countries, for example, Senegal had had one since 2012, Popeye had been around for a longer time. But I think we are still on time in the sense that the lessons we have learned from the implementation of the NDPR has been of immense value to the drafting of the new bill. So the new bill, aside from being very much compliant with the principles of the data protection principles of the EU GDPR. We've also infused the lessons that we've learned from the NDPR implementation. For example, the new bill is going to actually empower the commission, which is going to be very independent, the commission to further what we have done in respect to the data protection compliance organizations. We have also looked at some of the cases around the world some of the issues that are being um, faced with regulators. And we have tried to 
to make provisions to prevent or to reduce the impact of issues, some of those issues. So, for example, I can give the issue of right to be forgotten. We have amended and adjusted some of those rights to be both business friendly and also still protect personal data. In respect of international transfer, we are beyond the regular principles of accountability and the administrative principles. We have also infused some other key issues that would you know, improve on the issue of data transfer. As for the commission, we have noticed the issue of countries say they have independent commission, but there are two sides to the independence of the commission. Number one is the financing of the commission, and number two is the appointment of the commissioner. And the new bill has taken serious care of that. Number one, we have tried to, rather than allow the commission to go cap in hand begging a particular ministry or government organization for money, we have tried to diversify its sources of income. We have also made the appointment of the commissioner to be both by the legislature and the executive. So the legislature vets while the, the appointment is made by the president. And we have also put some other powers within the board of the commission to ensure its independence and continuous improvement. It sounds like really good work that you guys are doing there at the NITDA. And we wish you Godspeed, Mr. Olufemi Daniel. Thank you very much for taking time to speak to us. Thank you very much, Teo. Thank you very much. Remember to tell your friends, family, and colleagues that the show is available to listen for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Deezer, or any other app that you use to listen to podcasts. Also, make sure to head over to www.iafrican.com forward slash radio. That is www.iafrican.com forward slash radio and subscribe to get notified on new episodes of the Tech Legal Matters podcast and any other iAfrican radio shows. Stay safe on the web.